Jason, it's our show, and like every other show, we are brought to the people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Budget Blinds of Lee Summit are our friends and our magnanimous sponsors, and they have a tip for you. When planning out your betting, think odd. That's easy for you, isn't it, Jason? I can't do anything but. <laughs> odd numbers of pillows actually will give you a balanced look. You know, yesterday, I kid you not, there I was at tw- on Twitter in lieu of doing like work and stuff. Isn't and that there what, was what social media is for? There was a literal entire Twitter argument in the Twitter sphere in which I live about how many pillows are the proper number of pillows to have. Now, this was more about sleeping than look, but there was some of that, you know, like we've got to have the shams and the other pillows and the fancy pillows and the, I don't, I, I'm a one pillow sleeper. Me too. I've got, I've got a pillow. I love it. I, I sleep on it and I, the rest of it is, uh, well, it's not my choice. We'll just put it that way about the pillow decorations in our household. No, I don't know what the proper number is there. However, those of you who are listening, who are in charge of pillow decisions in your home, an odd number of pillows on your bed will give you that balanced look that you're looking for. That's your tip for this week from our good, good friends at Budget Blinds. Go see them in downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man with whom I would totally go on a pancake date. Hey. It's Nick Parker, the publisher. Of Link to Lee Summit. You're in luck then. We're going to eat pancakes this weekend. I wonder, are, are we going to like, can we like, you know, stay on brand and make like some sort of like breakfast pancake taco that we can eat as uh, a thing? I think there's a way to do that. I think we may need a little sausage. That may mean to be uh, like, we need to maybe get an, like an Instagram post or a Twitter, like a picture for that of our, of our pancake tacos for the feed. It's for the people. It's for the people, Nick. It's always good to do things for the people. Link to Lee Summit. The source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor is the safety and security of being reminded that once again, I, Jason Norbury, am an idiot. I'm not sure if I needed a reminder. Well, I know, but I've got a story this time okay, to well, go with it. I have proof. I have evidence that I'm going to lay out for you, the people. Story time? With story Uncle time. Jay? All right. So as we, I may or may not have mentioned, I finally, after, after 16 years, had to retire my car. And buy another vehicle, which I did not too long ago. I am both sad for you and happy for you. Yes, I am happy for me too because this new car has fantastic features like will go uphill and doesn't fill me full of a panic of dread that it might die on the highway. And I like those features in a car. So those are high quality those features. Those are big ones, really core features that you want to have. But addition, so as you will know, and as our listeners will likely know, when you purchase a car, you do have to go through the licensing process. Like, I need to go and I got to go take the paperwork to the DMV to get the new license and the license plates, which I'm going to get the new fancy bicentennial license plates on Ooh. for the car. Yay for me. Uh, so today I was sitting in my office in Kansas City, Kansas, where I was at working and I had all my paperwork out and I was looking at it and matching it to the website to make sure I had all of the pieces of paper that I needed. Of course I didn't. So then I had my plans. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go home and pick up this and I'm going to go over there and get a copy of that. And then I'm going to go to the DMV and I'm going to sit down and get my car license. And this is a major pain in all of our days. No one enjoys going to the DMV. I do. I let you are a liar. That's true. Or a weird masochist. Either way, 
not. I, I'm going to tell you, yeah. both of those things could be true. It's also true. All right. So I, I drive from Kansas City, Kansas, to Lee Summit, stop at my house, stop by a place to get a piece of documentation that I need. I head over to the DMV. I get in there. I pull the little number. I sit down in the chair. I open my briefcase up, and I look at my briefcase. And what should I not see there? All of the paperwork that I left on my desk in Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> I, I, got, I got nothing. I cannot respond to that. I, Jason Norbury, am an idiot. There we are. So there's your there's your story for that. I, guy who thinks about things and reads things and does all this as for a living and on this podcast cannot remember to pick up an envelope of documentation from my desk and put it in my bag. Well, I thank you for that confession. I, 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 I got nothing else. That's so, all right. Let's move in. Let's move in. Let's roll right into the show, Jason, as we start a few updates on some events coming up. The first one we kind of already teased a little bit. Saturday from 7 to 11 in the morning at First Baptist Church is a pancake breakfast benefiting our friends at least Summit Social Services. I urge everyone to go. And here's a cool thing they're doing as a way to honor and thank all of our first responders in this city. So Lee Summit Police, Lee Summit Fire Department members, you eat pancakes for free. You mean I get to eat free because there are first responders, or the first responders get to eat free? No, Jason. Well, you get to eat free because I'm taking care of you. That's true. But I would say this, and this will have the added benefit of when you eat the nth pancake and it is too much, the first responders will be right there to take care of you during your cardiac event. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Also on Saturday, out at the Hilton Garden Inn in Independence, a Monopoly-themed Benefit called Winterfest will be benefiting Coldwater of Lee Summit. Coldwater has been a guest on this show before. They're good people. They provide services for people in Lee Summit. So go to the Coldwater Facebook page for more information. They're making you go to Independence, but honestly, it's worth it and you should do it. It's worth it for this one. And coming up on March 1st, Twisted Trivia benefiting Prodeo Youth Center. That's happening. Go to the Prodeo Facebook page for more information on that one. All right, we've got a couple of items that are kind of floating around in the city, one of which we're going to give just a moment of conversation to because we may have to come back to it later. And the other one we're going to give, we're going to dive a little further and deeper in, and it has to do with the school. So the first thing is a couple of weeks ago, uh, I on the Planning Commission voted to move the Artisan Point apartment project forward to, it was recommended for approval to the city council. Uh, and it, it happened as a, there was a great deal of public input when they first came way back in like September of last year. There was a fair amount, but less public input in this last one. A lot of people really were, I think, just in general, they're just sort of anti-apartment or at least anti-apartment project. And, and it's going to be, as we speak, in fact, it will be in front of the city council this evening. Um, we're doing this before they make their decision, so we can't really evaluate what they've done. We're going to watch that conversation, see how that conversation goes, and if it has some uh, merit, I think we'll we'll come back to it and touch on the discussion and how it went and what the holdings or what the, what the city council had to say about the process. Yeah, we'll we'll for sure touch on at least what the what the final uh, decision was from the council, but I think also like everything else Jason we watched this for the process to see see how the conversations happen. 
this has been one that's involved a lot of public input. People have shown up and they've made their made their opinions known, which is what's supposed to happen. So we'll see. Right. And there was a lot of heated rhetoric, I think, especially at the first one and a little bit less so, but still present at the second meet and our second time that it came through planning commission. I'm hoping that a lot of that has diffused and people can kind of get make sure they stick to the to the issues that really make a difference um, at the city council level. Jason, before we move on to our next topic, I want to I want to ask you a question since this just came back to planning commission before before today's council meeting. Was there anything different or was there anything about this development that was affected by some amendments to our planning and zoning rules in the city? Yes. Um, so after there, we at the planning commission asked it to be continued out until the city staff and and presented and we approved a uh, amendments to the comprehensive plan. And I know we've talked about that in the past of what happened. And so they did that. Um, we, we had that conversation and then this application followed um, a couple of weeks later. Essentially what happened is the apartment complex cut itself in half um, as their proposition. So they they were essentially on both sides of a to-be-built road um, uh, just north of the, the frontage road off of 50 Highway. And they essentially their, their application went from being on both sides of that to just on the south side, so farther away from the, the neighborhood and the school and some of that. Um, so it was, it was essentially their, their compromise was to cut it in half. What was the actual change in zoning, I guess, that maybe influenced that, that, that change? Was it about capacity? All right, so I'm going to I'm going to nerd word nerd you here for a moment. It wasn't a change in zoning, it was a change in the the designation. Well, it it, it created the input process created a designation for the comprehensive plan and and the two halves have a different designation. The southern half had a uh, a designation of what we'll call medium/high density uh, stuff and the northern half was a low to medium density thing. So that would be more the low medium density would be more applicable to duplexes, um, maybe up to fourplexes. Although that that gets in the borderline, and the the bottom half is really more for where we would choose to put apartments if we're going to choose to put apartments anywhere. So that change to the planning there that that's what influenced that, and so they they changed their development plans to match. Yes. Okay. Very much so. So that's the difference that that came through, and and there was still I think there's some fundamental objections by people in the public. Uh, you know, there was some criticism from members of the planning commission. It was not a unanimous vote, um, but it was recommended for approval up to the council. Okay. Well, we will be sure and catch up with what happens at the council meeting since we're recording right now as they are meeting. And now, Jason, on to our next topic. We're going to talk about the Lee Summit R7 School District and a board meeting that's coming up on Thursday. This is another opportunity for you, the people, to be involved, to show up and kind of make your opinions known, to ask your questions. Big thing on the docket this week, Jason, is a draft of the equity plan for the district. This is something that has spurred a lot of conversation over the last four, six months, specifically all around this word equity. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, we have to kind of dial way back here. Um, So this plan is, I think, an outcome of a process that started in 2016 
um, where some consultants were hired uh, or there was some operators to do a review of the academic systems, what they call an academic systems review, as part of this process to keep improving student performance and school performance as we go along. So this predates Dr. Carpenter's coming into the district. Um, and, and this has come through, and they've, they've come forth with this plan um, that is being presented out. And I think there's obviously there's obvious an obvious equity influence in it, in the language of the plan, but a lot of this stems from the things that were found through that study that started in 2016. So this, this is something that's been going on for a long time, and clearly, but clearly has shown influence of Dr. Carpenter's leadership since he came on, and the bo- and the board, uh, school board's leadership in in choosing him, and and I think backing him in general as the work he's done going forward. So we wanted to go through some of the key bits and pieces of this uh, to give you people an opportunity to do it. The document itself, if you go to the Lee Summit, the R seven school or R seven website and click through their various pages to the school board meeting. You can see a copy of the plan. You can see all of that. There are six goals and strategies within them and all the normal sort of work plan things that we that big organizations tend to undertake. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that. But I think some of these are, are more of a highlight. These are highlights that we see. But it's an opportunity for you all to go and, and give comment and listen to the discussion about it on Thursday and see, I think, what the school board and the superintendent want equity work to look like at you know on the ground with with these things going forward and i think that's an important point you know, you and i talked a little bit off mic before we started recording about that very thing this is really kind of the first time that we the people are getting a chance to see to see beyond just the conversation and an actual thing here's some things we want to do and how we want to get there Right, and and, it, and this that is an interesting thing I think to finally to finally see a a physical plan. And that's probably not the right word, Jason, but the words are leaving me today. Yeah, well, you know, we only talk under this thing for people, so why should we, <laughs> we even have mastery of words? Why should words matter? Words always matter. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to start with this question, Jason. What stood out to you? What are two or three things that kind of popped out as you as you read through this document and looked for the first time at at written goals and plans to reach those goals? All right. So I'll say this: like the the majority of it is is pretty. I'm going to call it sort of pretty standard plan stuff, and you'll see a lot of the words standard planning language strategies and outcomes and evidences and all that. Goodness! I actually kind of want to do a count of how many times the word disaggregation were used. It was way more than I believe I have read in any number of things over perhaps the course of years. So <laughs> um, there, I think we'll start goal two. Um, one of the strategies that they were talking about uh, in that, and the second goal is to dealing with professional development models to work on closing performance gaps and improving student performance as a whole. And one of the things they said is they want to review, and I'll read the language, review current practices at the building level district-wide to close achievement and equity gaps. So they're talking about at that point, okay, you know, we've got all this highfalutin talk about equity that the superintendent's been on since the before he came on board here with our district. And a lot of people have been talking about his talking about it. Here we're talking about, okay, this is going to happen in the individual schools. 
Yeah, I think I think finally we're getting to a definition of of the mission. Right. Which I don't know has happened or hasn't happened in a well put way. Right. And so what what they're talking about there is like so in every building. So within a building there's an there's an environment and because the buildings are different, right? As we were talking about before, Westview Elementary has an entirely different environment and internal culture than Longview Farms Elementary does. This, the populations are different. They come from different backgrounds. They have different wealth. They have different ethnicities. There's there's just differences in every building in the district, and you have to take those in the hand. So, um, you know, one of the measures that people use when they talk about schools of need and what have you is the percentage of kids that are eligible for free and reduced lunch. And there are three or four of our elementary schools that are really pretty high percentages of that. And there are a number of our schools that are that percentage is much, 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 much lower. And, and that, that indicates some many things. And there are a lot of follow through from that metric you can look at. So they can take that and a lot of the information that they're putting together and say, all right, in this building, we're doing these things well, and we're not doing these things well. And this is where we can deal with that. Um, I think an interesting grassroots example that you and I have, have been paying attention to a little bit, but really haven't gotten an opportunity to engage with is at Campbell Middle School. Right. Right now, this conversation at a building level is already happening, Jason. So there, there is a parent or a group of parents that's working with building leadership at Bernard Campbell Middle School to have this conversation about equity in their school and how they can close some of those gaps. And it looks like this is a... This goal portion of their equity plan is is a formalized way of, of making that conversation happen in each of the buildings throughout the district. Right. And and the one that's happening there is really very much focused on uh, disparities in racial outcomes or racial disparities in outcomes um, at that school. But that's driven at the parent level with, uh, I think, support and help from the building administration. But it's ongoing, and it's the kind of thing that we want to have. And, and the conversation at the school is going to be something that the school will be benefit from, regardless of what those outcomes might end up being. Jason, this is probably going to be no surprise to you or anybody else, but the goal on this list that stuck out the most to me, that really jumped out, was number five. This is the best part, I think. This is about community involvement. This is about going out to the people and getting their input and bringing them in for conversations so that they can talk about what these gaps are and then maybe get some ideas and some solutions about how the district and their constituents can work together to close those gaps. I, I'm just taking a moment here because the shock that you are about communication and community engagement is is so overwhelming. I'm just not sure what to say next. I never want to talk about this. This is never my topic. This is never your thing. And I would say this. No, it, it is. And it is for a reason, Jason. And, and look, I, I love our self-deprecating portions of the show where we make fun of ourselves because, well, we deserve it. But. This is the biggest thing you can do. I can get on the soapbox all day, every day on this one. We say it over and over again. You can affect more change at a local level than anywhere else in your life, anywhere else in our world. So here's the chance. I love seeing this opportunity. Right. And so they're talking about holding forums, creating parent advisory groups, looking at all sorts of uh, – different you know support networks parent partners in education is one that they've they've identified specifically to bring in to help uh, get this process so they really are talking about it and I know that there has been um, some unrest 
in the conversations about what's happening in the district, about transparency, about communication. And we've covered this uh, during their first phase of the uh, facilities master plan last fall, as well as what's coming up in the spring, what we anticipate. Well, here's another opportunity for people to go and be engaged. And this is the one where, I mean, we've talked about, you can really have that impact on the local level where you can call your city council person and you get a few of you together and you can really have an influence on what happens. That city council person's vote is, and and that has an impact on stuff happening. This is in the school building where your children go. This is an even more hyper, hyper local focus that you can give to have a real impact on the quality of education that the kids in the school building with your children receive. Sidebar, here's the reason why you got to vote. There's a school board election coming up in two months, less than that now, eight candidates running for two seats on the school board. Right. And know we, your candidates and vote. And we're going to help uh, provide some candidate interviews to help you make those decisions. But I think these are questions that um, people should have is how are you going to engage with the people and what what kind of information can you give out to help help people make those decisions and, and, and do that sort of process. So I, I know I just gave you a hard time about that. But honestly, this is the part that's the most exciting for me as well. It's that it's that engagement that, that you get to hold on to that stuff and, and it does make a real difference, not only in the outcomes at the school level, but I think people's ownership of what's happening grows the more engaged they are with the process to make it happen. Well, and we're all passionate about the schools in our community, no matter how we live, where we live. It's literally one of the things on the front of the brochure. Right. Here's your chance to have a voice. Don't underestimate the power of that. Take it. Let's move on a little bit, Jason. The next goal on the list, goal six, is interesting to me because most of it we're talking about, specifically talking about the kids, the students in the district. Number six talks about the workforce, talks about the teachers and the counselors and the principals. This is where they're talking about diversity in the workforce. Right. And and so this is one of the things that they want to do is to have a more – and I'm assuming that there's data out there. And, and there's reference in these goals to some research that was done and some data on student performance and things of that nature that was done late last year. I've not seen that numbers, and I know that in our writing of the show notes, I must have said a half a dozen times, I really want to see those numbers. But so the data is out there. Uh, But one of the things I think the data is saying is that a representative workforce, especially the teachers and the administrators uh, that the kids see has an impact on the kids. And so we want to make that more representative of the student body as a whole um, and the diversity that's that's shown within. So that's where this is. There's going to be a lot of uh, work to increase and improve the diversity of the staff, but it is something that... uh, it's not necessarily an intuitive following from that, but that's the basic, the baseline from which they come to, to talk about this, this process going forward. There are obviously several other notes and, and, and goals in that sheet. We're not going to go through each of them. I will encourage everyone, if, if this is a topic you want to be involved in, in for this conversation, go read it. Go, go to the Lee Summit R7 School District's website. Go to their, their meetings and agendas, and you can get the document and look at it yourself. To sum it up, Jason, we've had a lot of conversation 
about the conversation, and I'll say it again, this is nice to finally see a physical document with with goals and plans to reach those goals. Absolutely. And I, I will say this, is that even if you are critical of, of the superintendent or you're critical or you're skeptical of the need to move in this direction or to work in this this space, this is an opportunity for people to have – it's for the school district to have accountability. These are the things that the school board ostensibly will vote to approve and say these are the goals for equity that we have and this is how we're going to bring them forth. So you can there's accountability on whether or not they actually meet the standards that they're setting for themselves. And then two, let's see what the impact is on students, you know, improvement and students' uh, results from school. That's the end goal is we want students to do better. We want to bring all the students up to these very high levels, which is really, I think, the only spot in the recent DESE uh, rankings that came out where there's really almost any room for student improvement to grow is the students at the bottom end, the ones that are struggling the most, we have to bring those up to really elevate to really elevate performance for the, the district as a whole. I'm going to make one final plea here, Jason, as we wrap up this, this week's show. As you're reading through this, this draft plan, I know there's going to be questions. There's going to be lots of questions. So if you, our wonderful listeners, if you have questions, Send them to us. You can you can reach Link to Lee Summit on Facebook. You can send emails to me, Nick at Link to Summit.com. That's the number two. Let us know your questions. We've got a special episode coming up, Jason. Next week, we're gonna record our episode live. We're gonna Facebook live. We're calling it the mailbag episode. So if you have questions about the school district, the equity plan, if you have questions about some things going before city council, some of the developments that are happening, anything you've got about our community. Let us know. We will try our best to get the answers for you when we do the show. We'll even take a few questions live as we can. I mean, and what opportunity can you pass up the opportunity to see Nick's and my actual beautiful faces with John Bedoin live on Facebook while we answer questions, trying to do it on the fly and not make complete fools of ourselves? You know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make a bold statement here. John Bedoin may be the only one of the three of us that has, uh, you know, maybe a, a face for video. Honestly, if that's the hurdle and we're not clearing it, that's a pretty sad statement. Eh, truth hurts, man. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's, that's a pretty sad moment in all of our lives. All right, guys. Thank you. That's all we got uh, for this episode of Lee Summit Town Hall. Make sure that you catch us on the social medias. Like us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter. Do all the things. Uh, share our share. Subscribe to Lee Summit. Subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any of your favorite podcast apps. Steal your friend's phone and subscribe them to us as well. That is an even better thing. And you know what's great about subscribing, Jason? Because now Lee Summit Town Hall, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wow, that's like more often than I go to work. That's great. With all this weather anyway. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Or then, you know, our kids are going to school. That's it, folks. We will see you all on Friday. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ryan Waters here with Shred. I'm telling you guys we're going to do a live podcast event here at the Bridge Space on February 28th from 7 to 9. Come check us out. We'll be doing it live in front of an st- audience here. We're going to have tickets for sale here very, very soon. We're going to have lots of giveaways while you're here. Everything from gift cards to membership to training packages. Also, we're going to have vendors that are also going to have giveaways as well. We're going to be covering nutrition, fitness, mindset, motivation, anything you guys need to know about living a healthy lifestyle, come check us out.
See you on the 28th of February right here at Bridge Space in downtown Summit.